This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Medicine. Hello, Dr. Ferber. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm multitasking, as you can tell. I can uh, take phone calls and uh, try to figure out voice messaging. Maybe I wouldn't be part of this study, but tell me why you are looking for cyclists right now. No, you should be part of this study because we're looking for all cyclists. <laughs> this is a, uh, it's called the Wearable Technology Citizen Science Program. And everyone can be a citizen scientist. So what we're looking to do, we're starting with cyclists, and we want people who are cycling for recreational purposes, who are commuting to and from work, maybe on a regular basis or even every now and then. Uh, We want competitive cyclists as well. Really, our main goal, we've partnered with the City of Calgary, and um, uh, the the City Council actually provided um, a council innovation fund to help move this along, and we are hoping that people will provide us with their wearable technology data. So if you have a Garmin or a Fitbit, we're starting with those two. Um, We're asking for your permission to go in and grab the data that already exists. You don't need people to do anything different than just go about their usual business. And uh, you'll treat all their privacy concerns and everything else because I'm sure people are saying, what, you're taking my data? But I'm giving you the data. Why? What are you going to use with the information that's collected? Uh, I don't even have one of those things, but uh, the, the information that's collected on a Garmin or a Fitbit. Really, our main goal is to make it make the, the city streets safer for cyclists. That's our, that's our main goal in all of this. And we've, we actually received the Council Innovation Fund um, uh, grant about a year ago when we spent that time building a level four secure server at the university. It's the highest security that there is. And, you know, we, we're hoping that uh, the citizens of Calgary will entrust us with their data so that we can do scientific research. Now, when you even say city street safer for cyclists, Reed, I think you and I know that there is a, a bit of tension between cyclists and motorists. So this isn't just to make cyclists safer. If cyclists are safer, they're hopefully out of the way of motorists or that the, the two can get along, because that's always my concern when we even start talking about cyclists in the city. Absolutely. Right now we're dealing with limited amounts of data, though. So I'm sure everybody has seen the... The, the, the bicycle counters, um, um, they kind of look those funny monoliths, those electronic monoliths that sometimes work that are on the, on the pathways. Yeah. Uh, the city also hires people to count cyclists, um, how many people are in certain areas, and they create these heat maps. We're taking a very different approach in that we are um, we're going to gather the data. We're going to go back at least two years if people have that much data and look at patterns of behavior. Where are people cycling? How often are they cycling? How fast are they cycling? We can look at other biometric properties, such as their heart rate, heart rate variability. So it's a very unique approach that we're trying to, to take with this. Most studies that have been done in the past, 
have involved one-off data collections. In other words, they'll recruit some cyclists, they'll outfit them with wearable technology, and they'll ask them to go ride a specific route once, maybe twice. We're looking for historical data and to continue to monitor our citizen scientists moving forward. So we're going to have buckets and buckets of data to make more evidence-based decisions. You know, I think the big criticism way back when cycle tracks were first brought in was, well, there's a lot of reasons, but maybe if you actually had this kind of evidence to say, this is where the majority of cyclists, whether they be recreational or commuters, this is the route they're taking. So would you be able to have that data and then we're able to actually plan cycle routes more according to where people need to go? Uh, I'm just wondering if that would be a thought. No, that's, that's exactly what we want to do because the city is trying to make decisions about spending our tax dollars on infrastructure um, in terms of, oh, maybe we should build a shared uh, roadway pathway on um, 5th Street Southwest, as an example. Yeah. Or maybe it should be Acadia Drive. And they are only able to collect data on one or two days in order to make those decisions. So by gathering data from all citizens, not just competitive cyclists, or even recreational cyclists, just people who are, maybe they commute to work once a week. This is the type of information that we want to provide to the city so they can make good decisions based on the evidence. Yeah, and I think it's a bit of a combination as well because some people never felt comfortable even cycling on the roads until there was a cycle track. So it's got to be a bit of give and take, uh, you know, as far as how you truly do plan a cycle system. So how can cyclists get involved? You probably, first of all, have to have a Garmin or a Fitbit. Yes, we're starting with Garmin and Fitbit uh, to begin with, and we'll expand into other wearable technology. And we're going to expand into other um, modes of transportation. I'm actually a running researcher uh, myself, so we want everyone in Calgary to become a citizen scientist. Uh, Whether you're a runner, a cycler, just utilizing green space, walking around, but we're starting with cycling um, because that's what the city wants us to focus on uh, to begin with. They can go to WeTrack, that's W-E-T-R-A-C, So wetrack.ucalgary.ca, and wetrack stands for the Wearable Technology Research and Collaboration Research Program that I have the privilege of leading at the university. And that's really the goal of that. It's a federally funded grant, and it's to train the next generation of wearable technology experts. Sadly, right now, we doesn't have a really good connotation to it. I know. <laughs> but uh, we're using it as we track when it comes to wearable technology research and collaboration. Uh, Reed, thank you so much for telling us about it. Thank you so much. Dr. Reed Ferber, he is the study lead out of the University of Calgary uh, Faculty of Kinesiology. You know, because I know those, I'm not bringing up these arguments again, you guys. I'll, I'll take any other conversation after the break. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, maybe a combination of where could we put cycle tracks? Uh, where are there routes that aren't as busy for motorists? And also look at where are the patterns already? And I know since the cycle tracks have come in and since COVID, yeah, you, you know how popular cycling is now. And if you don't, try buying a bike. Try buying a secondhand bike. You're going to have a hard time. So it is just another way of looking at, wait, everyone has these watches except for me. Patrick, do you have one of those Fitbit watches? You do have a Fitbit. Oh, my gosh. 
You're not one of those annoying people who says, oh, I got my 10,000 steps in. Are you? Yep, I am. Oh, my gosh. Except okay. it's 13,000. Oh, jeez. Okay, no, I'm not being all judgy on those watches, but what have I got? I've got an old Iron Man Timex. It, um, the alarm no longer even works. <laughs> 403-974-8255. I want to get to a bunch of the texts that you have sent in as far as flying goes. I'll open up the phone lines. Yes, you can still have comments on cycling I wonder if there's anyone out there. It's hard because cyclists don't usually listen as much as motorists do to a radio. But even if during COVID, you've suddenly taken up cycling. I think that's kind of cool to hear from those people as well. 403-974-8255. I'm Angela Cocott filling in for Rob Breckenridge. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.